What were some lessons you learned from them? It's not about, it's putting yourself in different rooms, you know? You can't expect change, hanging out with the same people, going to the same places, doing the same things. So I, once I hit 30, I started really diving into personal development. And I feel like it's something a lot of us don't do. We think we know it all. We think we're good just because we're making money. But I mean, the mind is our strongest asset. Wherever you guys are watching this show, I would truly appreciate it if you follow or subscribe. It helps a lot with the algorithm. It helps us get bigger and better guests, and it helps us grow the team. Truly means a lot. Thank you guys for supporting, and here's the episode. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm back. I'm here with my co-host, Wayne Lewis. What up, what up? And our guest today, Paul Salamanca. How's it going, brother? Good, good. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, all the way from Atlanta, right? Yes, sir. Here for Formula One, and now I'm here doing a podcast. Okay, ATL. Yes, sir. First podcast. You know, it's... It's a big podcast, so I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're starting you off guys. big, man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. I'd love to dive into the business. I know you've done $55 million in revenue. I'd love to hear how it started and how you scaled. So, you know, in the beginning, it's obviously not the glamorous lifestyle everyone sees. I've been in business for 10 years. So right. that's now people are seeing me getting a new Benz truck, traveling the world. Um, I finally had my kid. I've been with my wife for 13 years. Oh, congrats. And nice. we've been business partners for 10 years. Mm. Nice. And we finally had our kid. Why? Because we had to get our ducks in line. Mm. Um, it's been honestly a blessing. You know, I never saw this coming. Like, I saw me being successful, making 100000 a year. But I never saw us creating this monster business that we have now. Nice. Mm. That's awesome. And mm. what is the business exactly? So, Prefer Roofing Supply is a family-owned business. We are distributors of roofing material. So, we sell roofing, siding. Prefer Roofing Supply is a roofing and siding distributor mm. so we cater to contractors investors homeowners and we deliver the material to the job sites okay. we also sell tools ladders compressors everything these guys need to build a home mm. interesting and what made you want to get into that did you see an opportunity in the market yeah so opportunity um the roofing supply that's what you don't hear a lot of people becoming suppliers because it's dominated by three big nationwide companies abc supply mm-hmm. superior distribution and beacon Right. The one of them is private uh, private equity. The other one is family owned, and the other one is um, trade on a stock company. Mm-hmm. So these guys have a monopoly over the supply, so no one ever wants to compete against them. Right. So when we came in, we saw that there was a need for the Latin market. Right. I'm somewhere where they can shop. Somewhere where they don't speak. Where we speak Spanish, we speak their language. Because if you look at construction, a lot of the salespeople are American, mm-hmm. no Latin background. <laughs> And the labor force is Latino. Right. So these Latin workers do their side jobs. Mm. You know? So a lot of the times they would go into one of these suppliers and the guy wouldn't understand them. Mm. Or they would be afraid to go to a supplier because these guys do their side jobs and right. they were afraid they were gonna snitch. Mm-hmm. Hey, <laughs> you know, Jorge's right. doing the job over here, he's taking mm. your con- your clients. Right. So we created a safe haven for these guys, man, and we spread like wildfire. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. What have yeah, you seen in the niche. Latino community in terms of business and entrepreneurship? Are they like embracing it? Um, so yeah, so as far as the construction side, mm-hmm. a lot of the labor force is taking over the sales side now. Gotcha. Like in Atlanta, I've seen it grow like crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, we start off with nothing but subcontractors, the right. guys that do labor. Now, the contractors, the ones that go out there, knock on doors, get the paperwork signed, are Latinos. Mm-hmm. And now they're selling and they're hiring Latinos still, you know? Right. Nice. So it's all becoming Latin, I guess, dominant. Right. And I feel like in a couple years... Both sides are going to be Latino. The people signing the paperwork and the people doing the labor. So how do you feel in, in regards to how um, they're trying to, like, implement this citizenship 
in, in order for Latinos and immigrants to work in the U.S. like they do in Florida, like almost like a stoppage. Mm. So um, funny you say that because I mean, I feel like immigrants will never we'll never have a lock code on immigrants. You know, it's kind of like and they work the hardest. Yeah, we work hard. <laughs> no, for real. A lot of things won't flow the same. You know. Yeah. You know, back back in the day, Latinos are in the roofs. It was American people born in this country. It would take them three days to build a roof. Mm. Now you got a lot of people that are from Guatemala, Mexico, on the roofs, taking them a day to wow. build a roof. A day? Yeah, a day. So it's pretty amazing how, you know, fast we work. And we're just, we, people come to this country to not waste time. A lot of people waste time, but the majority come here mm-hmm. to get a better life. Yeah, you know, stack some opportunity, money. Yeah, for sure. Stack up and grind. You Send know? it to their family. Shout out to Another Bite, hosted by John Dick, Jareen Monroe. Ariel Boswell, and it is on the HubSpot network, the number one network for business professionals. They basically do a recap of Shark Tank episodes. They cover their favorite episodes. They interview entrepreneurs that pitch. They give their thoughts, their own ideas, and even come up with some of their own companies. I just listened to an episode, and it was from season one of Shark Tank, The Ionic Ear. This guy wanted to surgically implant a device into your brain. It was very hilarious. Check them out wherever you listen to podcasts. Another bite. Peace. Send it to their families overseas. It's all about the immigrant mentality is one of the best mentalities. You know, you come to a foreign country, you don't waste time, you make your paper, you stack up, and you succeed. Absolutely. Yeah, I got that. From, both my parents were immigrants, mm-hmm. so I'm glad I picked that up from them. Because yeah. I see people that I are born ethic. here, dude. They, they're not motivated. Work like, ethic is insane. Yeah, yeah. And, I, and then I was born here, but, you know, seeing my parents struggle, mm-hmm. their first generation, they're the first ones to come to this country. Mm-hmm. I, I have papers, luckily. Yeah. But I saw all the struggles they went through from language barriers to jumping from job to job. Yeah. So yeah. I wanted something better for us. You know, I wanted yeah. to break that curse. That's and thank big. God now, first generation to yeah. uh, graduate college, first generation to own wow. a business, wow. first generation to have money. So no, now the struggle is how do I protect myself? How do I, mm-hmm. you know, where do I go to set up a trust? Where do I go to gotcha. invest in this? So that's why I'm putting myself in different positions, mm-hmm. like coming to this podcast, meeting you you guys yeah. and networking. Yeah. What did your parents think when you told them you were starting a business? Well, at first, you know, they didn't, they didn't believe in me. They were like, you didn't go to school to get dirty. You know, mm-hmm. we put you to school so you can work at a bank but, yeah, to work yeah, in yeah. an office, you know, because yeah. that's the mentality they want. They think you can't succeed because they want you to look in, they want you to wear a tie mm-hmm. and then put on a suit every day. Yeah. You know, so at first they're like, oh, businesses aren't good. Mm-hmm. Go get your master's. So I did end up getting a real estate license while I was doing that just because, yeah. you know, to make them happy. But at the end of the day, I think I succeeded because I had no other option but to succeed. Mm-hmm. You know, I had my back against the wall. Yeah. My friends were making money straight out of college. Mm-hmm. I was low-key. Like, no one, I wasn't on Instagram or nothing. And out of nowhere, I popped up on Instagram traveling the world. They're like, damn, how's he traveling the world? You know, but I was grinding behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. So I feel like... Um, you know, it's all about believing in yourself, silencing the noise, because sometimes your parents aren't going to believe in your dreams. Right. No That's one sees that vision. God God puts that vision in you for you. Gotcha. So sometimes no one's going to understand mm-hmm. you. Yeah, I think parents, they want what's best for your kids, but they don't know what they, they don't know. They don't know what's best for you. Now yeah. my dad works for me. Wow. Yeah, and, <laughs> and now can't top it off. Yeah, yeah. Now I'll hire my dad. <laughs> so, you know, it's been a blessing. It's awesome, you know. And he, yeah. How is it? He's like, taking care of the shop right now while I'm here. How is it establishing a business with your wife? 
Yeah. I, I mean, I've you know, that dynamic is it, it could get tricky. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> how is it going to work with your wife every day? For man, sure. My wife is a dominant force. We're both uh, alphas, you know. So yeah, yeah, without yeah. me, she'll be the alpha in her relationship. But mm -hmm. we're both al alphas, so we cla we clash a lot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's been times <laughs> where, yeah, yeah, we crash a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, but obviously, it's knowing, learning each other's strengths, right. coping with each other, knowing how to communicate with each other. Right. And the biggest thing is aligning with the mission. Mm. For example, she could have been happy with just one location. Mm -hmm. But no, we want bigger and better things. Can you imagine her telling me, no, I'm fine. I don't want to work as much. Mm -hmm. I'm fine with this Toyota. Our house is paid off. That's mm -hmm. it. <laughs> and me, I want more. I want a mansion. I want to have the Lambos, the yachts. Mm -hmm. So I would be working. She wouldn't understand that. But since we're both on mm -hmm. the same mission, mm -hmm. working for the same goal, the same company, it's we're unstoppable. That's right. amazing. That's cool. So I think that's that's, uh, that's also been another goo. Like I mentioned before, we've been together for 13 years mm. and partner business partners for 10. Amazing. So. There's not many uh, relationships I see last in business too. Mm. Yeah, it's very hard to balance mm -hmm. for sure. It is hard. We argue probably a little bit every day, but <laughs> a little bit every day. <laughs> you know, it's right. like, it, overall it it's great. Yeah, yeah, that's cool, man. And you said you like materialistic stuff, like cars and stuff, watches. Well, that's not the main. The the what I tell people is, you know, you get a little high once you get your first cool car. Mm -hmm. I recently got my first cool car, you know, after ten years. Mm -hmm. But I do like shopping and things. But the biggest thing is being able to bless the people in your circle. Like, right. oh, dad, your house paid off. Don't worry. You know what I mean? You don't got to work no more, but he wants to work. He wants to help me. Yeah. Or, hey, mom, I want to remodel your house. That's the biggest blessing, being able to bless your family, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I know you recently got to hang out with Bradley and Andy Elliott, you know, two nine-figure guys. What were some lessons you learned from them? So kind of, um, I think he mentioned it. It's not about, it's putting yourself in different rooms, you know? Mm -hmm. You can't expect change, hanging out with the same people, going mm -hmm. to the same places, doing the same things. Mm -hmm. So... I've been, you know, investing in my self-development, mm -hmm. being around these high individuals that teach me about family. They teach me how they run the relationships with their wives. Like right. Andy, he works with his wife. Mm -hmm. Brad Lee's a very social guy. He has a lot of connections. I'm trying to get his connections, become right. his friend, get a little closer to them. Right. So I, once I hit 30, I started really diving into personal development. And I feel like it's something a lot of us don't do. We mm -hmm. think we know it all. We think we're good just because we're making money. But, I mean, the mind is our strongest asset. We have right. to keep feeding it positivity mm -hmm. because of that, then I mean. Absolutely. So you, you think ego kind of gets in the way of success a little bit? Ego is good and bad. I mean, ego is bad just when you think you know it all, when you don't want to mm -hmm. hear advice from anybody. Yeah. That's but what I feel saying, like it's yeah. also good because you can grow into that ego. Right. Like if I was broke and I wanted to be a millionaire, I would walk around like a millionaire trying to do things millionaires do in order to become a millionaire. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I like that, yeah, because it, mm -hmm. it definitely does get a bad rep, but it can yeah, be used. Yeah, it definitely can. It's situations. bad if you just think you're the best and you don't want to listen to anybody mm -hmm. and you're always right. Stubborn, I guess, per se. You have to turn it off when you're working with your wife. Yeah. You can't have an ego. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No ego. <laughs> she said. I know you love traveling. Is it true your one-year-old baby has been on 44 flights already? Yes, sir. So our first, um, the first flight he took, he was born in December. We went to 10X Con in February. Mm. We bought those tickets a year uh a year before, so we had no ch choice but to go. You know, it's ten thousand dollars a ticket. Jeez. I wasn't gonna. I was let, gonna say seventy. I thought it was ten thousand dollars a ticket for the diamond. So I wasn't gonna wow. let it go to waste. So you know, we brought grandma along, took the baby, and went mm -hmm. to 10X Con. Then from there, mm -hmm. went to Jamaica. <laughs> we took him to Los Cabos. Mm -hmm. um, wow. Went to Canada. We're about to go to Japan next week. <laughs> Bro, usually people uh, stop traveling York. when they yeah, have babies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's, it's been a blessing, and you know. I was able to do this now because 
before I was always at the shop, opening mm-hmm. the doors, closing the doors. I felt like my business couldn't run without me. Mm-hmm. But when I had my kid, man, it helped me pull back away and just see everything from a different perspective. Nice. So now, you know, this whole year I've been traveling, enjoying life, enjoying my family, my baby, and mm-hmm. it's, it's been awesome, you know? And yeah. I feel like I put myself in this position all these years and created a good team now, you know, where I can work on the business and not be mm-hmm. an employee. Because mm-hmm. I was an employee. I was locked down. I had to be there. Mm-hmm. The business wouldn't run without me. They'd be like, where's Paul? I need Paul here. I need Paul for a discount. I need, you know? Yeah, yeah, and now yeah. people are realizing, oh, Paul's not here anymore. Yeah. You know, Paul's out doing his own thing. Mm. But I'm still always working. That's be so. seven days a week? Yeah, it's kind of like I told uh, somebody this other day. Imagine me telling my wife, I'm not going to be a dad today. Mm. You know, same thing as a business. You have to be on your business every day. Mm-hmm. You know, especially with the phones now, you're always going to be working. There's yeah. texts, fires to put out, um, clients to attend, sales to make. So you're always going to be on the phone, especially in the beginning days, yeah. man. You have no time. You have to outwork your competitors. Mm-hmm. In the roofing industry, my um, all the big suppliers, the big three I mentioned, yeah. they close Saturdays. We were like, no, nah, we're going to work Saturdays. Yeah. They wow. close holidays. We're going to work holidays. Wow. They close at 4. We close at 7. <laughs> you know, So it's, yeah, it's all about right. outworking your competition right. in the beginning days. And you, being the owner, have to be the face in the beginning. Right. You have to be out there. Because people buy people. Mm-hmm. No, no that's, a, that's a fact. They buy you, not the mm-hmm. product. They buy you first. Man, I love that. You also started your own scholarship, right? Yeah, so we have a scholarship at Georgia State University, nice. which is where me and my wife met. Wow. Oh, okay. Are you interested in coming on the Digital Social Hour podcast as a guest? We'll click the application link below in the description of this video. We are always looking for cool stories, cool entrepreneurs to talk to you about business and life. Click the application link below, and here's the episode, guys. So once we had a little money, we're like, you know, we always wanted to give back to the mm-hmm. community. So we went to Georgia State first, mm-hmm. you know, because that's where we graduated. We met there, the city. Yeah. And it was a stepping stone for us. Mm-hmm. And uh, so basically it's called the Salamanca Scholarship after my last name. Mm-hmm. And that goes to first generation college students who are leaders in the Latin community mm-hmm. and are interested in entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. Because um, when I was in school, I lost hope. Hope is a, I don't know if there's hope in other states, but Hope mm-hmm. was basically government-funded scholarship where if you keep, keep a 3.0, you go to school for free. Right, oh, okay. Right, right. So I lost it, unfortunately, and I got it back eventually. But mm-hmm. when I lost it, it took a big toll on me. Like, I remember calling my my wife now and telling her I wasn't going to go to school next semester because my mom didn't have the money. Mm-hmm. But luckily, I was blessed. My uncle helped us out, and I was able right. to go to school. Dang. But, you know, that impacted me. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, imagine how many other people are going through this, so... Yeah. I was able to bless. Mm. College is expensive, yeah. man. Like it is, yep. Especially, I mean, we coming from the Latin community. It's rare that they even mm-hmm. go to schools. They literally start working at what mm-hmm. age? Like twelve, thirteen. Yeah, twelve. Yep. You were working that early. So yeah, so we came to Georgia because one of my uncles started a meat market. Mm. So as soon as I got to Georgia, I was like nine. I was selling phone cards. Mm-hmm. You know, back then they sold phone cards. Mm-hmm. So you can call your country. Oh, so yeah. if someone wanted to call El Salvador, they had to buy a phone card. Ten dollars mm-hmm. a piece, and then you dial a number. It's like a SIM card, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So I was the one in charge of that department. Mm-hmm. Then they moved it to me department. So mm-hmm. I was also, I was always hustling. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And now I tell this story where I work at um, my uncle's warehouse, right. driving a forklift, mm-hmm. and it served me a purpose because now I was able to drive my own forklifts in my own warehouse. Mm-hmm. You get it? Yeah. And you had to operate yeah, already, yeah, but yeah, it's funny because yeah. I was like, man, I ain't never gonna drive a forklift after this job. <laughs> Next thing you know, and then you I had to drive it for yeah. a living. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. So working at such a young age and you got to miss out on a lot of childhood memories, mm-hmm. do you feel like that took a toll on you? Um, childhood memories, per se. I mean, my parents were always working, so I feel like that really took a toll on me. You know, all, them mm-hmm. always working, 
they weren't always home. They would come late. Mm. So I feel like that was the biggest effect as far as, far as me working. I did hate it. You know, what kid likes mm. to go to work? Hey, I'm going to work school. <laughs> yeah, you know, I hated yeah, yeah. it. At nine, dude. But I feel like it molded me to the individual that I am now, you know. Right. I'm always, my mind's always thinking about new opportunities, mm. going here, thinking about the next business. Yeah. I get bored a lot, too. So I'm like, oh, let's go buy this. Let's go do this business. Let's go do that. So I'm always thinking about new ideas. What is the next business that you want to get, get into? So I'm big into real estate. Right now I'm buying and holding properties, but mm. I want to start developing, you mm. know, building multifamily, you know, single-family homes, mm. and I also want to buy apartment complexes. So okay. Yeah, I know you got a commercial real estate portfolio, right? Yeah, mm-hmm, I do. So uh, right now I just have quadplex, triplexes, and single-family homes, mm. and I also have one commercial building where I have uh, five tenants. Wow. So what's the strategy there? Is it more for preserving wealth or building wealth? Um, preserve Building wealth, per se. Mm. You can also learn now that... Um, you can actually preserve your wealth by buying real estate yeah, through cost segregation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's a gem that I had to pay money to learn, guys, but it's a free gem for you. <laughs> right, right. Wait, so how does that work? So you basically buy a building. So if I make a million dollars a year, I'm going to buy something that's worth three three times of what I make, so a $3 million building, mm-hmm. and then I'm going to hire an engineering company that's going to accelerate um, accelerate the depreciation on it so they're going to break down and dissect the whole building Mm -hmm. the cabinets the floors the roof the trees the asphalt Mm -hmm. and they're going to depreciate everything in the line item so you're going to get about for a three million dollar building you're going to get about three hundred thousand dollars right so he loses it yeah you don't have to pay tax yep oh you lose three hundred yeah yeah whoa yeah so just removing all those items they dissect it all yeah like gut it Yep. Okay, but they then what happens when you go to sell it? You lose. You lost yeah, but the value. The the idea is you're gonna keep it. Yeah, right? the, the idea it's is not creating, creating wealth. So you have to or hold the it. The day okay. you do sell it, 1031 exchange. Mm-hmm. No. So what's that? When you um, have a property, so you, capital gains tax, you avoid it by doing a 1031 exchange. You buy this building, you sell it, and that profit you put it into another building. Got so it. It won't really hurt you. you know? So you just keep it rolling, yeah, yeah. Keep it rolling and then different bigger you, properties. Got it. So that's how you delay taxes with real mm-hmm. estate. Yeah. So cost irrigation is the best. That's why all these, you know, income taxes what hurts me the most. They take forty percent of what I make. Yeah. That's so why I, I barely like, pay myself, bro. I, <laughs> so I was like, I'm broke, baby. I'm doing broke. It. So I just I, pay myself enough to cover rent yeah. and yeah. food and stuff. So but, I paid. I was telling him Ryan Pineda five thousand dollars, and he put me on game. And he paid Ryan Pineda five thousand to go golf. To go golf, and I don't even oh, play really? golf. And I, I don't play I, golf. I told him this: some relationships you got to pay for. Yeah. Wait, so you didn't even play golf? I don't no, play he played golf, golf, bro. So you just went to played, talk to him? But yeah. I mean, I suck. Like, I was mad. Yeah, he, 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 he was low-key annoyed. The, the, the <laughs> 5K was golf, just to be around bro. him. Yeah, he I paid, paid to be around K, him. I actually know someone else that paid that, too. And yeah. he said it was worth it. Yeah, it Two was people. worth it. Two people. Yeah, yeah, but Ryan was annoyed because I suck at golf. I mean, yeah. I play soccer, but I'm trying to learn golf now. Right. You know, it's a good It's a good skill to have. That's, like, probably the biggest networking sport, if you think about it. Golf and racing. And it's all day, bro. You'd be out there eight hours talking. Yeah. It was a good time. How good were you at soccer? Um, soccer, I was good. I mean, I stopped playing in high school for two years, you know, got distracted by girls and bad, being, you know, troublemaker. But yeah, You were a troublemaker in school? A little bit. <laughs> yeah, same, well, dude. Yeah, I got suspended. I got detention. Yeah, all that. Just hustling, hustling yeah. mentality. And they taught you that that was bad, but you were just different and yeah. you, they, didn't, mm-hmm. they didn't know. But, you know, so everything happens for a reason. Doing $55 million in sales. Uh, over what time period was that? Was it a year? Was it over three, four years? No, no. So fifty-five million this year, year to date, we're okay. at fifty-five million. Holy fifty-five million uh-huh, this in sales. Year, yeah. Year to date. So every year, thank God, since we started, we've been Profitable. increasing. You've been in the green. Amazing. Yeah, we've been in the green nice. since we started. Thank God. So this is fifty-five million year to date. 
Last year it was about 40. So every year we're mm. growing and growing, thank God. Wow. And it's super impre- impressive because it's all retail, physical locations. Yeah, retail, brick and mortar. So you yeah, can not really... nothing online. So now I am going to launch an e-commerce mm. where I'm going to sell the Are tools. Are you not doing anything online? No. That's what I'm saying. 55 wow. retail. Physical. Yeah. That's hard. <laughs> yeah. Very. I mean, oh, I don't have no experience <laughs> in the brick and mortar. I'm online guy. Nah, that's yeah. he's only doing it in. I, you in can't Georgia. really buy the big building materials yeah. online either because yeah, yeah. you can't ship it's heavy. Each right, each right. single each bundle weighs about eighty pounds. Mm-hmm. Holy! So you can't ship it. Yeah, but the little much. tools that I'm talking about, the guns, yeah, the yeah. hoses they use, the hammer tackers, the hammers, I'm gonna sell that online. That's awesome. Nice. Do you so want to scale outside of Georgia too, in terms of the physical stores? Um, you know, it's it's a lot of overhead in our industry. That's why I don't have ten stores. You know, mm-hmm. it's you need a lot of cash, a lot of inventory, a lot of trucks, mm-hmm. a lot of forklifts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Machinery, drivers, a lot of stuff. So I think I want to get to dominate Georgia, get to ten locations first, mm-hmm. and then see where I go. You know, Got like it. I told you, I like doing real estate. I want to do another business where I don't need so much moving pieces. Mm. Not to you know, not having a lot of employees. You know, yeah. Because every employee is a good thing, but it's also a headache because all right. their problems become your problems. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm sick. I'm not going to go work today. So that person being out of work causes mm. domino effect. Yeah, right. Now you got to go fill that hole, figure mm. out that problem. Headaches, so I want to do something yeah. where it requires less people per Party se. 18. But I do want to get to 10 stores in Georgia at least. Yeah. How many employees do you got right now? Um, we're at 40 right now. And we wow. sub about nine for deliveries because we have to deliver. So sometimes we can't handle our own deliveries because yeah. Yeah. of the volume. Wow, that's Man. crazy. Mm-hmm. And you just start a year. trucking company on top of that. Yeah, so essentially we are yeah. a logistics company. company yeah, because yeah, we have to deliver. We have to figure out. I gotta so plan the got routes. Your own trucks, yeah, we have our own trucks. Oh, okay. In the beginning, we had no clue that clients wanted deliveries because it was all pickups. You <laughs> yeah, know? yeah. They were all picking up. Then we ended up getting a box truck, and I would go hand unload the shingles while she did the sales. My wife. Wow. And I would go hand unload the shingles with a college degree, like. Mm-hmm. Sweating, you know, and I was like, one yeah. day this is going to be worth it. <laughs> and after two years, I was able to get a flatbed mm. with the machine because, you know, those trucks run about 90000 The machine runs about forty five. So mm-hmm. it's not just, hey, here's my money. And then we didn't have good credit. Mm. Wow. You know, we didn't have credit. We had good credit, but we didn't have, like, a big credit line. Yeah. Wow. So credit is very important in anything you do. I think mm-hmm. the rich people in America are the ones with credit. Credit, yeah. It's leveraging. You know? Yep, yeah, leveraging. Bro, I just got 200K and 0% interest. Cre- having good credit yeah. got yeah, me that. It's very important, guys. It's insane. Yep. What were the biggest challenges and bottlenecks along the way that you had to overcome? Um, every day was a new challenge. You know, first, working with my wife, one. Then learning and adapting. We never had a mentor. We never... We started off with a 5,000-square-foot warehouse. Mm-hmm. We didn't know that one truckload of shingle was going to take over the whole space. Mm. So then we had to move after here. Right. We moved to 15,000 square feet, and we're like, this is too big. <laughs> we outgrew it in a year. Yeah, yeah. Now we're at 60,000 square feet. So our third move, our first location moved three times. So mm. that's where we, it took us a while to open our second or third got location. Got it, got it. But now we have a system, right. and we know what we need now, mm-hmm. so we're able to scale quicker. Yeah. But, um, you know, just going pace, never having a mentor, just, you know, learning through try and error. Or you never had a mentor? No, that's why I want to, if anyone wants to mentor me, my name is Paul. life. <laughs> I am looking for one, you know. I was just wow. with Ed Milet. Ed Milet it's it's this. crazy, Sean, because how do you mentor somebody who's already done $55 million? There, there's so. levels. I mean, yeah. it's not many, but there's yeah, there's yeah. someone. Ed Milet mentored the previous guest today. Uh, yeah, so I want, Ed Milet, I just joined his little group, uh, Arate, yes. well, big group, Arate Syndicate, and I actually got to talk yeah, to we, Ed Milet. We got to get you to Ed Milet himself. Yeah. Yeah. We got it. I mean, you fifty five million dollars. You know, and what's Ed doing? Ed might be doing more than that. He just yeah. told me he because I, I like I said I was just with him. We smoked cigars. It was awesome. Yeah. 
and uh, he he bought an island for twenty million, invested eighty million in it. So for someone to have a hundred million to buy some land and mm -hmm. develop for yourself, it's, yeah. Uh, Wait, he put down a hundred million. Yeah, he bought a twenty million dollar. He bought twenty million dollars for the island, mm -hmm. and he's putting eighty million of his own oh money my into it. Gosh, right now, there's levels and it's to for the game. himself. He ain't yeah. selling it. It's keep. He's keeping it. Yeah. So he was talking about his amazing island in May in Maine, mm -hmm. and uh, you know that kind of money is crazy. Yeah. And the type of and people he Maine? coaches, yeah, in Maine. Wow. Yeah, he does coach some some bad. That's what's sure. amazing, you know. So it's like I'm sure he's expensive. But yeah. Hey. Do you want to get into coaching yourself one day? You know, you I start, like I told, uh, I just started doing content. Needs yeah, you, bro. for sure. So I was thinking yeah. about that's why I started doing content too. And yeah. my son, I was like, you know, people need to get inspired that it is possible to make the American dream happen. You know, mm -hmm. and uh, people have been reaching out for mentorship. I just don't know how to structure it. You know, mm -hmm. so I have to see who can connect me with a coach or something exactly. to see how to structure that side of the business because yeah. it is something I probably am gonna do. Write a book. There's different things, you know. I'm, j but right now I'm just creating content, seeing where it goes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you could be the face of the Latin community, literally, man. bro. For like, sure, this is crazy. Yeah. I think Albert. You know Albert Preciado. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, think I met you, him. Yeah, you two could dominate. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I he's Albert. already doing it, but yeah, I feel like no one has the swag like me though. <laughs> Check me out. Just kidding. Right, right. I but love yeah. that. Well, Paul, it's been a blast, man. Anything you want to promote or close off with? Um, so yeah, but just my Instagram. I'm on Instagram, TikTok at Don Pablo's Life. Be sure to follow me. I'm doing a lot of content on mindset, um, family, fitness, and faith. So guys, follow me and thank you for having me. Absolutely. Appreciate you for coming, bro. Appreciate it, guys. You got anything, Wayne? Thank you guys for watching. Thanks for watching as always, guys. Peace. I'm Peace. Pablo.